0: just as I was sitting there, it came to my mind something that um, we all need to remember, I believe. When Peter got the call and he went over to Cornelius' house, this has always been a challenge to me when I read it. He said, Cornelius said to him, Peter, we've been looking for you and we're here and we want to hear what God has given you to say. I'm thinking, wow. They weren't looking to see what Peter had to say. They wanted to know what God's message was for them. I believe we're all challenged in the days in which we're living. As I speak to people from various walks of life, Of the difficult times that we're in right now and those that are not believers as well are realizing that something's upside down in the world many are confused in their minds as to what's taking place many are wondering what to do which way to turn but even worse than that I find it sad that there are many believers that are in the same boat. The darkness around is increasing. Wickedness and evil is on the increase. The evidence of the power of Satan seems to be prevalent and in your face today. Things have not changed. was interesting as I was looking over this afternoon, going over what it was like at the time that the we have the creation spoken of, it says God created the heavens and the earth. When was that? Because the next verse shows up. But the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. It was void. It was empty. There was darkness. Right from the very beginning, there was darkness. Was that the case throughout the universe? Or was it just the earth? If it was just the earth... Why was it dark? God's a God of light. In him is no darkness. If God's the God of the universe, how come the earth was dark and void and empty? And I'm wondering, it's only speculation, what happened? The earth was already here. God created the heavens and the earth. It was already here. Before he began to work. In his redemptive power. To create mankind. But there was darkness. And the only association. That we have in scripture with that. Is with Satan. He has brought in darkness. Something happened. Prior to the creation of man. That. The earth was void and empty. And if you read some commentaries on it, when God said, let there be light, it's not that everything was dark. It was as if God says, let the light shine through. Let it shine through to this earth. The light was already in existence. God is light. And God from that moment on, from the creation, has sought to shine a light in our souls. To dispel the darkness. Then you, you go through the scriptures and you find a very interesting quotation in Exodus regarding the time of the plagues. And darkness came into Egypt, and it says that you could feel it. I think we're in a position like that today where you can feel it. The darkness, the heaviness is upon us. The time when this earth and this evil is quickly coming to an end. But where do we stand in the midst of it? And where are we in this time? If we're not looking to Jesus Christ, we're going to be completely confused. We won't be able to make sense of what's going on. But if you know the end of the story, then you know where we are. And God is not leaving us alone in the dark. He's going to begin to shine his light into our lives. He's done it from the beginning. And he intends it to do it again in a way maybe we've never seen before. God's light is shining on our hearts. I mentioned this morning. That message this morning was difficult for me. Very difficult. Because God had shone his light into my heart. And expose to me what's in my heart that had to be worked out in me before I could ever begin to say what I said this morning. But the whole reason that there's darkness, there's death, there's the power of Satan, it's because of sin. If that is not dealt with in our lives, we're going to live a life of confusion. If you have never given your heart to Jesus Christ and become saved and known him as your Savior, your sins forgiven and received the Holy Spirit, you continue to walk in darkness, in death, and under the power of Satan. God's intention is not for anyone to be left in that kind of a condition. God loves us too much that he sent his son so that we might be extricated from the condition that prevails in the world. And it's only increasing today. Isaiah sixty it says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Are you feeling it today? Are you feeling this darkness that's covered the earth, and deep darkness the people? we're faced with death I went up to Stratford on Friday afternoon just to get away do something different that of course was tough because it takes me back to when my wife was alive and when my boyhood friend was alive and I would drive up to Stratford but on my way back I stopped into Shakespeare and I went into a British shop there that we used to go into quite often and I got in there and as I was checking out, it's just a small shop, one man, band. And I said to him, You know, it's been kind of a tough day today. So the, these memories have come back to me today. He says to me, My wife died on in March. I could relate. She died in March from cancer. After diagnosis, she lasted for seven months. And my sister-in-law, who's religious, said to me, God doesn't give us more than we can bear. He says, I don't know how she can say that. She's never been through what I've been through. What do you say to that? You know what I said? Nothing. Do we have answers for everything? We don't have answers for everything. Death is a real thing. Sorrow is a real thing. But now we're living in a day when not only that, but has been with mankind since Adam's day, is that we have this gross darkness. It's covering the land. And we're having to deal with it. John writes in his epistle, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself. The wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. If we're not aware of it, he'll devour us. If we do not have strong connections and links with Jesus Christ, you're going to flounder. And in fact, Scripture says in these days, the love of the many will grow cold. I pray, I earnestly pray that that does not happen to any of us here. Because of evil increasing, the love of the many have grown cold I challenge you tonight where are you in your walk with the Lord how much time have you spent with the Lord this week alone compare that now with how much time you spend on social media that will give you an indication of where your priorities are It's the bane of our lives. It's ruining people's lives. It's taking us down a dark hole. It's taking us to death and under the power of Satan. The believer's priorities need to change. Paul was given a commission by God. And he says, I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet. For I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell the people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. Imagine, here is a man going around persecuting the church of God, sending many to their deaths. And God comes in and intervenes in his life and he says, I have appointed you. And I have a message that I'm going to give to you. Tell it to the people, first of all, that you've seen me. If we have not seen Jesus, if we have not been in the presence of Jesus, if that is not our life, God will not send us. He sent Paul, and he says, you're going to say and you're going to do my will. And I will... Show you things in the future that you're supposed to tell them. Interesting. Because I have people that are close to me that are not interested in these last days and want to ignore it. Burying their heads in the sand and suddenly we're going to be faced with things that we never thought we would face suddenly why because you're not up to date not only with what's going on in the world but in what God has already told us is going to happen I never thought that I would be giving messages like this in fact even tonight I had no idea but the time is urgent Time of the Lord's return is soon. Get it in your head. It's coming. And if you're here tonight and you haven't given your heart to Jesus, don't delay. We have no idea how long it might be. You know, don't have any idea how many days God has given you. And he's given Paul a commission. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Paul knew from day one how much he must suffer for the sake of Christ. But God says, I'm going to deliver you from your own people. There's going to be opposition. There'll be intense opposition. It's already beginning. In various parts of the world, extreme opposition against Christianity and the preaching of the gospel. Are we going to stand? Are we going to survive? There's only one way. Our hearts have to be knit together with Jesus. He says, yes, I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they might turn from darkness to light. Everyone in the world that is not a believer in Jesus is in darkness. Men love darkness rather than light because their works are evil. And Some of that evil, if you've been reading anything, is becoming blatant and in your face. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go in such a world like this? I urge you, Get before God and find out what part are you going to play in this time. And Paul's other commission was that they would be set free from the power of Satan to God. So that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. That means that they were under the power of Satan. There are many in the world today that are under the power of Satan. We have the synagogue of Satan, and its numbers are increasing. Evil's increasing. But God wins. We win if we're on the right side.
1: The battle's already been won
0: at the cross of Christ. I was thinking, did Jesus experience anything like this? Oh, yes, he did. In Gethsemane the night before, when he was betrayed, he says to those soldiers that came, this is your hour in the power of darkness. Man, for a moment in time, was given permission by God to take Jesus Christ. He said, who do you seek? Jesus. They fell backwards. That could have continued. But he gave himself. He gave himself into death. I lay down my life of myself and I take it again. Man cannot resist the power of God. You cannot resist the power of God and the gospel. The gospel message is basically for your deliverance from darkness, from death, and from the power of Satan. And you need to turn to God. He's the only answer. And this is what Jesus says about death. These are his own words. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word... And believes in God who sent me has, present tense, everlasting life. And shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. The only way that you will be extricated from death is by coming, hearing the message. And believing the message. And believing that Jesus came to save you. And submitting yourself to him. And when you do, he brings you from death into life. Some of us have spoken together and we kind of chuckle and laugh. Christian life's pretty boring. No, it's pretty exciting. When you begin to see that God is working in the lives of his people. It's been evident here. So, what did the death of Christ accomplish? Hebrews tells us, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he, Jesus himself, likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Did he win the battle with sword and spear? Are we going to win the battle by sword and spear? No. It was through death. It's through our weakness that God will use us to be mighty for him. That the word proclaimed will reach into the hearts and souls of those that listen. We can't go out militantly, head-on. Satan is a powerful force. He's nothing that needs to be trifled with. His power is real. But Jesus went into death so that he might render him inactive and took away his power of death. Jesus went into death in order to defeat the devil who had the power of death and to release those who through fear of death their whole lifetime were subject to bondage. We don't have to look look back very far, do we? Three years now? The overriding... Thing that was going on in the world was the fear of death. And I knew from the start if it's the fear of death it's not of God. And Satan would put the fear of death in you to let you think that he still has the power over death that he has not. Jesus said in the beginning of Revelation to John he says I became dead behold I am alive. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. He went into death where Satan had his power and took the keys. To set us free. There's no more fear of death for the believer. If you have a fear of death, you better talk to God about it. Maybe you're not saved. I had a cousin from the States. She was truly saved. <clears throat> she attended a well-known church, and if I mentioned the pastor's name, you would recognize it. She went up to him after a service, and she says, Pastor, I don't know why, but I have a fear of death. shocked me or four years older than I am, known her when she was little. Why would she have a fear of death? I don't know where she's at now. You see, you can have things by the terms. You may say, yes, I believe in Jesus, and if you're left with a fear of death, something is missing. He removes that when you believe immediately you're transported from death into life. I was disappointed with the answer I heard. He said to me, go and buy my book. That was his answer. But you know the Father himself wants to rescue us. The heart of the father is one of love if it wasn't he never would have sent his only begotten son he demonstrated his love in sending jesus but now we're dealing with all these other things the darkness the death and the power of satan colossians says since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask god to fill you with the knowledge of his will once you become a believer you've been now you're in a kingdom of light. Why should you be confused in a world like we're living in? If you're living in a kingdom of light, God is showing us this is where you are in history. God has a plan for these last days. And I keep saying over and over again, you need to step up to the plate and be part of the plan. As I said this morning, you can't do that unless you've been crushed. Unless you've hit rock bottom, God cannot use a vessel until it's gone through the pressure and the fire. God is the one that fills the vessel with what he determines the vessel should be filled with and if we're on that page with God i believe God is going to do mighty things in this area he will empower us like we've never been empowered before to reach souls the time is short souls need to be reached there are those that have a heart for that here i know do we want our relatives Do we want our friends? Do we want our community to spend eternity away from the presence of God? Just not being in the presence of God is torture in itself. Have you ever gone through a time when the heavens seem to be like brass and you don't hear from God? David went through that in his experience. He says, I looked to the left, I looked to the right, I looked all around, and I can't find them anywhere. These are real experiences, even in the Christian life. But unless you've gone through that experience, you're not going to have a heart for those that are going through the experience, for those that are not saved, for those that are believers that are confused because they don't know the scriptures. We need to encourage one another. We need to get into the scriptures. Find out from God where are we? What is your plan for today? Where do I fit into that plan? But the Father has rescued us through the death of Christ. From the dominion of darkness. Brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of sins. That settles the whole thing. If we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins, we're no longer walking in darkness. When Jesus was here for the disciples, he says, walk in the light while you have the light. He was the light. He is the light of the world. But for you and I, he had to taste what the darkness was like. And what it was like in Egypt was that they could even feel it. Tasted the darkness was so grave, and Jesus tasted the darkness. Three hours on that cross from noon till three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. In which time, your sins and my sins were put on Him. He bore our sins on the cross during that time of darkness. We haven't got a clue what that must have been like. And when it was finished, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's taken from Psalm 22, and the psalm goes on to say, because thou art holy, thou who inhabitest the praises of Israel. God is holy. He's a holy God, and he cannot... Allow anyone into his presence in sin. If you die in your sins, you will not enter the presence of God. And if you do not believe that Jesus is, you will die in your sins. God is giving us an opportunity again today. I wonder how long he's going to continue to give this opportunity. And maybe some of you here have been putting it off. I urge you, if that's you, don't. This is the most important decision you're going to make in your lifetime. It will change your life. Where you're walking in darkness, you'll be walking in light. Where you're in fear of death, you'll have life. Where you've been under the power of Satan, you'll be delivered from the fear of death. And it all is made possible because of the cross of Christ. He suffered. He died. He endured the punishment from God for our sins. And if we're in darkness, come to the cross, come to Christ, and he will take you from death to life, from darkness to light, from Satan to God. That's the only way that you're going to escape it. And the darkness... And Satan's power is increasing the more because the Lord's return is soon. And we're going to be facing it. And unless we're firmly grounded in our relationship with Jesus Christ, many will apostatize from the faith. Scripture says so. I trust that no one here will take that step. It is rampant throughout the Christian community. In various churches, you wouldn't believe it. I shake my head when I hear things that are going on in churches and they're giving up on all Christian doctrine and faith. They now have their own religion. It's a fearful thing. But I believe... I really believe that God has put this group together because God wants us to be involved. He wants us. You have that interest and that want to know the scriptures. I know because I talk to people. It's encouraging. And I'll tell you, even from the little ones, it has blown my mind. It's unreal. last week and I don't think she's here just now so I'll say so I won't say a name just to say this this has got nothing to do with me I have witness too he's here tonight as we were crossing the street I hear a little voice behind me pastor I'm not used to that I've never been a pastor, never considered myself a pastor. Pastor turned around. Oh, hello, how are you? This is what she said. Thank you for your messages. I'm enjoying them. I bent over, I said, do you really understand them? She says, yes, thank you. And I thought, good. If the kids can get it, maybe some of the adults will. There's a seed of God in a young soul. There's one that even at that young age, God can use. And God's put it on their hearts to be a witness for him. It is amazing. Truly amazing. But Jesus has the keys of death and of Hades. Satan is no longer in control. You know, when I was reading this morning, Paul said that he had prayed three times that that thorn for the flesh would be taken away. But God sent him a messenger of Satan to buffet him. Say, God, give me a break. Really? Why would you do that? Because God's in charge, not Satan. He knew that Paul was needing whatever that was that he was given for the rest of his life to prevent him from becoming proud and arrogant because of the great revelations that he'd given them. Wow, believers in Christ are set free from death, darkness, and the power of Satan the moment they put their trust in Jesus to forgive their sins and receive the Holy Spirit. That's a simple message. But I trust you'll take it to heart, because we are living in these times when these three things are increasing: darkness around. There's an old hymn that came to my mind. None of you would remember it. I just remember a couple of ver- couple of lines. It goes like this: "The darkness around, we're feeling. The love of the many, grown cold." Generally, in Christendom today, that is very true. The love of many has grown cold. May God fire us up to get back and spend time in the presence of the Lord. I tell you, there's nothing like it. I know what it's like to be working from morning to night. When I was busy, I was working 16-hour days, six days a week. If I didn't get to sleep on a Sunday afternoon, I was done for I know what you're going through. I know it's difficult. But even if it is, just as you're drifting off to sleep, set your mind on Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to reveal things to you. He wants to. Do you want to hear? I think that's our biggest problem. Do we really want to hear from him? And he's not going to reveal things of himself if we're not really interested. But if you're interested, you'll be amazed, totally amazed at what he'll do in your life. The things that he'll show you, which comes to mind. And I mentioned this to somebody today because I spoke about my sister this morning that has been ill all of her life. And this would have been probably at least this time last year. I continued to study on my own. I wasn't going to a church. I couldn't find one. But I continued to study. Probably three, four hours every morning. And writing. And I phoned my sister every day. And I mentioned it to her this week. When I was over to see her. I says, Nancy. I don't understand what's up. I have been studying on these things. And I've read these scriptures all my life. And I don't understand why I didn't see it. It was there all the time. The Holy Spirit was beginning to show me things that I had never seen. It wasn't that it was new. It was in the scriptures. I just didn't see it. And I said, something's not making sense because this was going on week after week after week after week and I said something doesn't make sense is this just for me just for my enjoyment or is there going to be some kind of an outlet where I'm going to share this I had no idea none but God started to show me things and speak to me and continues to why not for me for everybody and it's exciting it's truly exciting I've had comments from people and discussions with people on things on subjects I know them I've studied them inside and out I'd like to encourage you to get really excited about the Christian life the the journey we're running a race And we're coming up to the finish line. We're close to it. Let's get in it. The race is worth running. We're on the winning side. Wouldn't it be lovely to see the number of souls won for Christ before he comes? That would be amazing. Many, even in the Christian community, that I would tend to look up to, don't think there's going to be any kind of revival. They say, go by the scriptures. i say, No. There are scriptures that show that there's going to be something. Something has to happen. As one example, and then I'll close. The letter to the Church of Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3. The Lord says to Philadelphia, I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan shall come, shall bow down before you, and shall know that I have loved you. The synagogue of Satan. If we went back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, how many would have known that there was such a thing? It's prevalent today. It's all over the place. The synagogue of Satan. If that's the case, the church of Philadelphia is still here on the earth. And he says, I will make them, and they shall come and bow down before you and shall know that I have loved you. Something's going to happen for that to be possible something's going to shake up the world but people are going to have to turn to God and there are scriptures that I won't give you right now that would clearly indicate that Israel's gonna know that he is God the nations are gonna know that he is God that event may be coming up soon and if that's the case let's be ready let us all be ready To be able to be useful to God. We don't need to play church anymore. We need to get real with God. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. Get into the presence of God. Get to know him. Get on the winning side. Let's go forth together. Win souls for Christ.